When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, everybody. It is Theory Thursday on the Lori and Julia Show. Stick around for that at 530. It's also a Matt Belanger Thursday. He'll be here in about 20 minutes. That's right. He will. And I think we're going to hear about some bowling, maybe. Oh, my gosh. You guys. (laughs) Were you you good? I had, okay, anyone who's a bowler, longtime bowler, league bowler, even just a regular, irregular bowler, people have little bowling magical moments of glory fame things that bring you back i I think golf is the same way oh yeah when you get you know you do something incredible so my average is is really sunk it's it's gone i've lost 10 10 pins since september i've gone from 142 to 132 part of that was because we had a break so your average went down for Maybe, some reason. I don't know. I could be okay. making that up. I'm not, don't quote me. I'm never really sure how all that works. <laughs> but last night I bowled a 132, a 152, and a 132. My average is 132. So I was consistently stable with one little bright, shiny moment. But okay. The one thing I did that was so exciting and only one person, Joe Z, you know who you are. So I, I got the 610. Seven split, which I drew it for you, I, Julia. I love so, that. It's like two on the left, two on the far back left. Yes, and then the one all the way over, over across, across in the corner. So that means you got to hit where? Which this, ball do you hit? The front one of the I two. I hit the six. It okay. hit the ten, and it slid over wow. and kicked seven down. I was it so fun. Well, I was laughing because I am the slow. I'm not. I'm. Like everyone else, like we had a new girl, Megan. She was throwing 15 mile an hour. Right. April, 17, 16 Jeez. miles an hour. You're like 7.5? No, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm 9, 10, okay. but I'm I'm a dead-eye um, doctor when it comes to, <laughs> to rolling a solidly straight ball. She's such an aimer. Such She's an such aimer, an Rocco, at everything. Yeah, I'm a dead-eye Shout doctor. Shout out to the irregular bowlers and the dead-eye doctors out there. Yeah. Well, you I call myself are. another name, but I can't say it on the radio, but I'm a dead-eye doctor, and I just looked at Joe, and I go, well, I'm going to try it. I'm going to yeah. hit that pin. That's it's going to hit that other pin, and it's going to knock it over, and he goes, okay, I'm watching. Did you speed it up at all, or you still gave it a slow... It was still a nice, slow, you know, not quite 10 miles an hour, but it just rolled down, (laughs) and it hit, and then it slid over, and it was... How fun. It was so fun. Yeah, because on some of those splits, you need to give it some speed because you need to, get to really the kick. kick Well, that I over. must have had a little kick, but I was dead-eye doctor. Dead-eye doctor. <laughs> doctor. 
We need to come up with a sounder for that. Yeah, it's I a know. Good idea. No, seriously, Lori, that's fun. So that was that was super fun. And then my whole team wore masks, so we're a mask team. Okay, now. so that yeah, made you so feel good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. So good. anyway, you know, it's like I hope the bowlers don't get lazy and used to the four man teams because that's what we are. Oh, okay. We've gone from five person teams to four person. For the COVID. Sure, and just less people around. Because there's a chair for every person sure. at the one table, and then you have an extra table in case someone So wants you're to. hoping that this isn't how it stays? I No, yeah, I want us to go back to having, uh, yes, you know, crowds. a lot of teams. I want our old guys. I want Gino and, you know, right. some of the old guys to come back that are in their late 70s, early 80s, and they're... Uh, they're waiting to get their vaccine. And their wife said they weren't coming to the bowling alley until they did get their vaccine. Well, good for them. Yeah. So. Good for them. Anyway. I went yesterday just to, you know, if to you... bowling? No, oh. I didn't go bowling. But I just want to give a shout out to how easy the vax, um, the COVID testing is right now. Because you and I went like two months ago, I think. Yes. When the Christmas Thanksgiving rush, mm-hmm. when we were expo- thought we were exposed mm-hmm. to the airport, when they were just ramping up the airport as a major COVID testing spot. And it took us a little while, not a lot, not a lot, but, but since then I went yesterday because I wanted to go and see my mom this weekend. And I wanted to make sure that I'm good. And, um, I, you drive in now, you don't even get a parking ticket at the airport. You just go in. It takes you to the specific level. All the cones take you. You don't have to think at all. Okay. Then you go in, they give you a mask. They have you do the thing. Vault is the Vault app. Health, yeah, pull it up phone. on your phone. Don't go without a phone. Do, you need iPad. your phone. Yeah. And um, and then literally went right up to the line. You spit in the thing. Last night at three thirty in the morning, I got my negative COVID test back. But then you drive out. You don't go the main way where all the cars are. You go out this other way, so you don't. You need your ticket. It was. I was in and out of there in fifteen minutes at nice. the most. So I just want to encourage people if you're scared about it. And need to keep the testing. It's so easy. Yeah, it was good. so slick. Good, good, good. And I but didn't don't wait. eat or drink a half hour no, before you right. spit. Right, exactly. So it wasn't as hard this time as last time to, to get the spit. Yeah. For some reason, I was ready. Maybe I was we working were, my saliva a little we more. We were dry mouth. We didn't know exactly didn't how know. big that tube was. It wasn't, <laughs> so I timed it perfectly. But I was just going to say, it's so easy. But I also know quite a few people who have come down with COVID in the last week or so. And it's real. And it's... They're not feeling well, and mm-hmm. it's scary. Did you see how bad Michael Strahan looked yesterday? No. On but GMA? He's been out. For, he's not going to be at the Super Bowl. No. He's not going to be part of the lineup. Uh, he looked, you know, and he is a strong, yes, healthy-looking he guy, but you know how when people are haven't been feeling well and they have that gray tint? They got a dead-eye look to yep. their eyes, you know. They, he just had a... A, a pallor and right. you know he's you know dark guy so yeah. but he looked really i didn't Ill. see him yesterday he just looked yeah yep not not peppy no and he was just like yeah you don't want to get this no and, you don't you know he was trying to be kind of upbeat but you could tell that he has because i think he's been out for like He's been weeks. out. Yeah, he has, Lori. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I didn't see him yesterday, but we're going to have Matt Belanger's going to give us the latest and updates what's happening in the state of Minnesota because there seems to be a lot of changes. Well, new stuff is yep. the federal. It keeps stuff changing, that gets so that'll changing, be good. And it seems like it's uh, good, good news. news. Yeah. And yeah, I do know some more um, of my 
olders uh, people that have been vaccinated. It's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's it so really awesome. Is. So, yeah. All right, listen, when we come back, we will be joined by Matt Belanger from Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Well, look at you're getting today, Matt Belanger. You're getting Wilson Phillips Hold as a greedy. One more day. We're holding on till we get you on the phone. Is basically what's happening. Is he on the phone? Huh? Hi, sweetie. Did you hear we played your little Wilson Phillips and not your theme song? We're so sorry. Are you kidding? You can't yeah, see me, but I'm like dancing. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice love- surprise. I know. I know. I, lo- I love that song. I, I love that song. They were here not th- a couple prides ago, I think, if you, I'm not mistaken. You, yes, so. you I are think you're correct. Right. And of course, they yes. got that much loved, uh, you know, um, reignition for that song with Brian Bridesmaids. Mays. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's the perfect ending for that movie, absolutely. Um, do y'all have your uh, fuzzy boots and your snuggies and your hats and your earmuffs ready for the Arctic blast? Um, <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. And what do we have one more day to maybe get some groceries? Groceries, some booze. Tomorrow, Tomorrow yeah. is going to be our Saturday. Day. Starts to, I mean, the downward slide. And Sunday, we're not going to get above zero. It's just not going to happen. I'm not leaving so. the house then. You don't leave, if you if you can't or if you don't have to leave, stay home. It's great, yeah. right? Good excuse. Okay, um, so a little bit of personal news, and then I promise I'll bring you the real news. Okay, um, but uh, we, we we have started the process of looking at the possibility of maybe jumping in. And buying a house. Oh, and I will tell you, I will tell Kyle and I, we're looking. I know a lot of build up to that, but I've never realized it can consume your life. Every second of every commercial break, I'm like sucked into my phone. Leah's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking at houses. It just, it's, it's a really big thing when you start to, when you really start to look, it's just all consuming. It's crazy. And they go pretty quickly. So you want to make sure this you're is a, ready to go. It, it's, it's. Crazy right now. Anyone who's even remotely looking at this right now and talking about buying, and um, they're gone in days, sometimes yeah. one day. So well, it's it's incredible. It's it's weird, but I've only bought three houses in my life. But all three mm-hmm. of the houses that I've bought, it was the first house that I looked at in each of those circumstances. The very first house walked in, I you know, had a house in Bryn yeah. Mawr. It. it was the first day I had a house in Linden Hills and then our house where we live wow. now. Just walked in and knew it. So sometimes, you know, the house will just speak to you and then you'll mm-hmm. move heaven and earth to make sure you get it. It's, I know. It's so and much you, fun, Matt. Are you looking at I know, any part it's of like, town? It's or? Big boy stuff. But we're, we, are, we are partial to Minneapolis, yep. so we are, but we're open-minded and we're kind of looking everywhere. So hope, stay tuned on that front. Okay, How well, about that's that? very, that's just exciting. Yeah. And hopefully it we'll is, be I mean, able it's to come to, t- to your housewarming party. Yes. Yes, well, hopefully when all this stuff is over, yeah. yes, we are definitely going to. Oh, are you kidding? You guys would be the, you are the party. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's talk COVID here uh, real quick, get you up to date. So uh, first order of business, I know uh, a lot of people are are obviously going to be excited to get the vaccine, and people want to post on social media. Maybe you've already mentioned this, ladies, but um, don't take a photo with your slip. No way. Personal information on there. The Better Business Bureau is reminding everyone. I know I'm talking to kind of a small group of people who already have slips. A lot of us would like to have slips and don't. But just put that in the back of your mind. I know you're going to want to post it kind of like your I voted sticker or whatever. But 
just don't. don't don't do that because remember there's personal information on there and you don't need to put yourself in any kind of risk in that way uh, so just don't do that don't well, post you're it post something up else to identity theft too yeah don't yeah, yeah don't give them anything to go on even yeah. though it's not that much information it's still Brag. your information so Brag on the phone. It. Brag on the phone. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you yes. do. There you go. Uh, let me see what. Uh, so we're talking about the Super Bowl this weekend, right? So I yes. mean, Fauci's out there saying no, don't have big parties. I mean, this, uh, see, we're here's the thing. We're doing pretty well right now. Yeah. The positivity rates down. People are kind of feeling good. Minnesota has uh, administered more than six hundred thousand doses of the vaccine. There are vaccines, and so I think the worry is everyone's going to start to let their guard down. And you know, uh, Michael Oster. Home, Dr. Michael Osterholm over at the U, he was talking kind of to state lawmakers, but he's also part of President Biden's team. And he's warning folks, we, we cannot let the guard down now, even though we're doing relatively well. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep with the mask and the social distancing, and you can't really have, the, you cannot have these parties safely. It's just not a thing. Um, because he's really worried too, he said in particular, about these different strains and the possibility of another spike coming. Um, he seemed to indicate that it's kind of inevitable. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but well, uh, that's what more, he thinks is coming. Right. The more spread this is. I heard him on something. The more spread there is. So mm-hmm. COVID it comes in and feeds on people and then it can mutate and variate and do all these other things, which is why I was so flipped out about the damn bird flu years yeah. ago oh, because gosh, of the was. mutating yes, factor. I know, she was. And, um, so that's why, but I, I really think that people, I don't think people are going to be idiots and have big, huge parties or either. anything But there like is that. fatigue. I mean, people yeah. are getting tired of it. Right. I mean, I've, I've heard people say, I'm sick of it. I'm over it. Well, yeah, you know, and, everybody and, and is sick of sc- it. That's the scary part. Well, of course, but we we just can't let up. It's kind of the the, the gentle reminder from from all of the health officials who are right. watching. Okay, closely. so where are we at with people signing up to get the vaccine? So here, the other piece of news about that, thank you, Julia, for asking me, is, uh, well, one, don't forget that the Johnson & Johnson's close. That could be the next to get FDA approval, and that would be one dose. So that's just know that that's really close, and Mm -hmm. that'll uh, maybe free up some more doses. Here in Minnesota, when it comes to the signing up, we did hear a lot from people who are frustrated because right now they're telling people 65 and older that you can, you know, go after these appointments and, and, there's a, uh, and try to get an appointment and then ultimately get a vaccine. The frustration is, is that um, there's just not enough to go around for that huge group of people. You know, Minnesota has four and a half million people in it, and we've had 600,000 doses administered, and some of those people are people who got both doses. So we're, we're talking like 450-ish thousand people have had vaccines out of okay. four and a half million. So what they're doing is they're narrowing it down to people 75 and older, good. usually here. They're really trying to aim at the most vulnerable, right, the good. oldest folks. And so, so some folks who are 65 and older are trying, you know, they're trying to get these appointments or reaching out to their uh, folks and they're, they're getting frustrated because it's just, there's no availability because they're actually, what they should have done is said 75 and older, basically, from the beginning. So I'm trying to avoid people some heartache and some frustration. Right now, right. most clinics and most of these appointments. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Insights are focusing on the 75 and up crowd, Let- along with child care uh, folks and right. uh, educators. And I know they're trying, to, there's a story in the Star Tribune today is that they're trying to get and they've contacted the governor's office or however you have to do it. But people mm-hmm. with Down syndrome are very, very yeah. vulnerable oh, and that they yeah. should be put in the category with the 75 plus. Um, mm-hmm. And um, because they're having a, even a really hard time with all the staying in place. Yes, and it's yes, yes. Becoming really oh, difficult. for sure. So oh, they're hoping, sure. you know, that they get. The, and then I think with the news that it's they've got a plan for when the, we've got more vaccine to roll out to yep. pharmacies. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's where I think a lot more people will be getting their. That's the percent. game changer right yeah. there. They set up a big vaccine site at the Minneapolis Convention Center now. Uh, you, you can't walk in. You right. need an appointment. You got to go through the channels. But that's kind of a major location. But this is going to be a game changer when you're going to be able to go to your local pharmacy right. chain right. and get it there. And we're we're close. We're just not there yet. Um, one other little thing I wanted to note uh, is uh, Osterholm also mentioned he might be recommending that we maybe just switch gears and focus on getting everybody to have one one dose. Yeah, first. I, I heard that, and I think that's because. They want to smart. spread it out. Yeah. Because even even giving people at least more people one dose with some preventative measure gets more people to have some kind of level of protection against the virus as we go into this worries about a second spike um, or another spike, I should say, because of these different strains out there. Uh, that's that's another thing. And, and so the even on the national level, they're considering that. And of course, it's still bubbling in Washington that President Biden wants that wants that stimulus package through that has a lot of money in it mm-hmm. to ramp up these vaccination efforts and get things moving. And he, he, the president is staying firm, by the way, on those fourteen hundred dollar checks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not seeming to be willing to negotiate that one bit. He wants to negotiate with Republicans. And there's a little bit of a little bit of talking happening, but, you know, everybody's kind of dug in and not going anywhere. And, um, and and we'll see if the Democrats just end up kind of pushing it through without Republicans involved. But they're, you know, right now it's still open to the door in negotiations when you talk about that uh, stimulus package. A lot of people could use that money. Oh, the need is huge. The need is huge. huge. And huge. in March is when uh, unemployment stuff runs out. So yeah. they have a little bit of time to do their back and forth, but... They need to make yep. agreements. Restaurants need Restaurants it. People need, need it. Oh, yeah. Businesses, yes. but individuals. I mean, that $600, what is that? Nothing. That's long gone. Long yeah, that gone. That comes out to like $2 a day. Yeah. If you look at um, if you look at what other countries are giving and stuff and we we have money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we go, I guess I have another minute or something. Um yeah. you, did you guys watch Servant? Um, no. at all. Donnie loved that show. I yeah. started watching that show. Where is, is that it's the Apple one? TV Plus or it's whatever. Plus. That, I forget all the names. Apple, whatever. I forgot um, about it. Did you love it, Matt? It's weird. Okay, so it's, it's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird, but the second season just dropped. So if you watch it and you forgot about it yeah. and you're a fan, the second season's happening now and it, it's so good. It's about a TV reporter, too. kind of goes bonkers yeah. over losing a, a child, basically. Child. And I won't and say anything beyond that, but, but it's... It, it, there, 
it's just something mystifying, and it sucked me in, and I, I just can't wait to binge watch the second season. So it's I'll M. have to report Shabon. back. Okay. Who did that? That's why, That's, yes. Yeah. So now <laughs> you know, I know for I'll fans of M. Night like Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Matt. Matt. We'll tune in Oh, I love it. Thank you. On Channel 5. Time to wax on and off about television, Rocco. We're going to let Julia go first because okay. she is a review of one of the most anticipated novels that was going to be turned into a TV show since like it came out in 2008, Kristen Hanna's Firefly Lane. Then I have a very exciting television report, and hopefully you've got something you'd like to add (laughs) in the mix, Rocco. Okay, so it came out, and I'm... Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix, Firefly Lane. It's the best book. If you haven't read it, read the book. Yeah. And um, so it's Katherine Heigl, and you will remember her from Grey's Anatomy's 27 Dresses. Yeah. She actually said um, she was looking for something pr- to produce, and it kind of fell on her lap. And Meaning the option, the option of the first one had been, you know, not picked up, and she picked it up. Exactly. <laughs> so it fell on her lap. So what it is, it's a story about two besties, and it's their friendship through the years. It's an unlikely um, two women that meet in eighth grade. Give us your review, not the synopsis. I want to know first, how you felt about it. The very first one was terrible. Okay. So because you're going back and forth between when they're in eighth grade and high school and then when they're older. And the first one, you just had to get used to the flow of it. And they're about 35, 40 minutes these episodes, but I kind of dug it because you're going back to the 80s. You're going back to 80s music, Mm -hmm. 80s hair, Hair. 80s clothes, Mm -hmm. 80s, you know, they're talking about the introduction of this thing called a CD and one and the Jane Fonda videos. I mean, so I really, I, after the first one, because I was like, oh gosh, this is really, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, because it's kind of a hard story to tell because it's all flashbacks forward and back. Is that how the book was, too? I can't remember. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. I think. Lori, who the heck knows? Yeah, who the heck remember? All I know is we loved that book. I I loved that book. Yeah, because it's a book about women's friendship. It's in everything. And and there's this line, you know, out about Firefly Lane, I think we forgot how significant and important our non-romantic loves are. And I feel this way about Lori. And, you know, we're celebrating like our 30th year together. We've always worked together for the most part. We're each other's most longest uh, anniversary. We are. You know. More marriage. Yeah. Seriously. Even if you add up all my marriages together, it's still not as long as our friendship. I feel good about that. I feel good about (laughs) that, too. And we've always worked together. Um, But talking about how important, and I was just talking to you kind of and crying a little bit before our show today about how important our non-romantic love people are this year especially what was the study of day yesterday more people wanted to live if they knew what a pandemic was going to involve they would pick their best friend rather than the romantic partner to hunker down with that was what you that was what the study was and so just i really liked it there's cute guys how many okay out of out of five stars i give it a three and a half Okay, but how many episodes I watched did you four. watch? Okay. I watched it this morning. I'm just like, I was supposed to play tennis and then the snow and then I thought, I don't know, and across town. And so I literally just got into it, Lori. Okay. And I, it's not like Bridgerton. It's not as smart and sassy. It's a whole different feel about a friendship. And it's the yin and the yang. It reminded... Here's what this okay. uh, purewow.com, yes. which is kind okay. of a fun website... 
they is it worth the watch? And this was her this critic. She said, if you love cheesy romantic dramas like Sweet Magnolias, yes. or Gilmore Girls, then you will one hundred percent like Firefly Lane or the other one, Virgin River. Oh, Virgin River, yes. Fans of this, yeah, uh, it's a coming of age story that's suitable for people of all ages. It is nothing like a Bridgerton or anything like that. But um, anyway, she said it's. She thought it was worth. The Watch, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, you know, it is a show that the critics are not oh, they, loving. It. I They're can calling see that it they wouldn't soapy. stand it. It is. Um, blah, blah, blah. It's only got 39% from the critics, but the audience... What are they giving it? 85%. Because it, it isn't a critic thing. It is yeah. not about the critic, but it, it's about a friendship. Yeah. 80, and it's the about, audience liked it 85%. And there's cute guys. Yeah. There's really good looking guys. And there's some moments in it that you can relate to... Um, of first starting out in your careers, going to college. Right. You know, I can't, I'm going to watch it. Gonna, about, she has a talk show called The Girlfriend Hour. I know. Did, Lori, was that in the book? I can't remember. I can't she was a media person. I can't she remember was, what yeah. it was called. Yeah. It just reminded me well, a lot. We'll have to ask Kristen Hanna next week yeah. when we're talking to her. Um, because about, we know that she was able to have a couple stipulations, but otherwise, you know. It's like uh, Chris Bohalian's The Flight Attendant. Other than the name, I mean, very often it goes way... Creative uh, differences from the book. And, yeah. and and even because of, I haven't watched how it ends. Yeah. But if there's a season two or not. Yeah. You know, I really, I liked it. Okay, good. There's 10 episodes, apparently. Good. All right. Well, I had a very emotional morning okay, with what the did kids you from Riverdale. So, oh, Lori. Um, Racco, you don't know how much I love the oh, CW. Maybe you do. Oh, I've, I've, I'm picking up on it. Yeah. yeah. He is. I, but long, long time. Okay, long mm-hmm. time. And I love Greg Berlanti, who does this show in Riverdale. You know, so it's been on five years. Has it we've, been that Or long? four years. And we've gone through a lot with Betty and Archie and Veronica and Jughead. And, you know, then there's all the other, you know, Hiram Lodge, yes. played by Mark Consuelo. Uh, you know, Archie Andrews, uh, his mom is Molly Ringwald. His dad, dad was passed. Was what's his name? The from guy from Dylan. Um, yeah, Dylan from um, 90210, the yeah. good looking one. What's his name, his name, Lori? Come on. Anyway, he shows up last night, the kids. So this is, there have been three new episodes of Riverdale, and this is the cast. Um, reunited in like uh Vancouver like in November to Luke film Perry. This. Luke Perry, thank you. He played Dylan on yes. the show. Um so they and so you know in real life Betty and Jughead Cole Sprouse and um Lily Reinhardt dated in real life and then they broke up over the summer then they go to Vancouver, Vancouver all have to be quarantined and they're all filming because Mark Consuelos was gone, you know, for like several months, like three months. Yes. Maybe October, November, December, because Kelly Ripper would talk about it. And right. he plays Veronica's dad. He's got such a small, juicy role. And we knew that Skeet Ulrich was leaving. So this, there were three episodes and it was basically wrapping up this one mystery because Riverdale always has like every season. There's, there's a mystery new. that the four of them get involved okay. with. Yeah. And 
you know, Veronica, they're just, it's so great. I mean, they're all Could just... Could you feel ex- any of the attention oh, with well, this listen, couple that broke up, Lori? So so here, but here's the thing. For people who have been longtime Riverdale fans, yes. we're invested in the kids. We've seen, we've been with them since ninth grade. Yes. And now they're graduating. They flash to KJ Apa, Apa who's really Australian. Archie. He's mm-hmm. Archie. He's strumming because he sings every chance in the in the TV show. They give him that because he did a movie like that. He is a singer. He's, He's darling. Singing I the time of my life while they're flashing all these scenes from the show since the beginning, including, you know, um what, Luke Perry. Luke Perry and all of them from like their first show appearance. Oh. And you just see even how they look because these guys are all like 25, 26, 27. Mm-hmm. They're even getting old to be playing high school, but that is how Hollywood is. They yes. will cast, cast that. So then um, it's like. So I'm last thinking, day was the first time they came back of the new season. No, no, it was the third one, but we're they graduated from high school and now they're all going their separate w- ways. So this is where I'm thinking the time jump is going to happen. Okay. That I've heard about, but but Betty decides to confess to Jughead it's on the eve everybody's going off to do college or whatever they're doing and she confesses to Jughead that she did kiss Archie in the library. I mean, it's so the Archie. Recently? Yeah. Well, like six months ago or something. Oh, dear. And never told him. Oh, dear. And he looked her. And now they have broken up in real life, Rocco. So this, I'm watching like oh, a hawk. Uh-huh. And they've always, I've always loved um, Betty and Jughead. Jughead narrates the show. Yes. Kind of a voiceover, mm-hmm. like Gossip Girl. Yeah. So he's telling the story and he's, you know, Jughead Jones and... You know, um, his dad is Skeet Allrich, and we had to say goodbye to him because he's left the show and they wrote him out in, yeah. you know, a good way. But I know in real life, he and Betty, and they just start making out. So that she's lying, she's crying, and then they're tearing off each other's clothes. And kissing. Can you saw real life coming through. Yes. Like they're, yes, Julia, it was. Are they still broken up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are. Oh, yeah. And then Veronica was going to the Hamptons with her mom, who's going to be a real housewife of New York, and they're hanging out with Andy Cohen. That's how Veronica was spending her summer. Seriously? No, no, that was it. And at the end of the show, Army, uh, um, Archie, they're all going off in their separate directions, and we get a voiceover. And the next time we see these guys next week, it will be seven years in I the future. I might have to start just next week again because I watched it at the beginning and yeah. then I dropped out like the third season. Yeah, start but next I'm, week I'm when start. it's seven years ahead. Yes, I want to see it. I could start next week. I'm making myself a note just to tape it because it doesn't matter. It's on the CW yeah, I know. on Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Yeah. Anyway, and so Archie, they're all coming back together and Archie says, the, or Jughead says, Little did I know after that summer, the next time I would see everybody would be seven years from now. And Archie is this and Veronica is this. And- oh, I'm excited. All right. I might go back. You've sold me on it. All right. Marine. Good. Yeah. So CW, will you send her her commission check, please? Yes. I know it. No, seriously, Rocco. I just, I was got, I got all for Clem. People love the Riverdale. I quit it. It's it's a good um, show to be culty. And, and like many shows, you know, I, as I recall, maybe the fourth episode, maybe that was the Gargoyle King season. Maybe it jumped, jumped it the shark. It jumps the shark, but it but doesn't I'm to come matter back. because I, 
since I was in second, no, third grade, I loved Betty and Veronica and Archie and Jughead, the comic books. My aunt was four years older. She got them every week and I read them and I, they were, we had the little books. They were friends in my head. I had coloring books. (laughs) I love these four. I feel so connected. A kinship to them. You know, I like, I love Veronica's glamour, but I love what a, you know, you know, um, Betty with her ponytail and no nonsense and being able to be blunt. You know, I just love all the characters. All right, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, you've just totally sold me. I'm going back. Yeah. In. So just start next week. Yeah. And if anyone wants to email us or tell us any good new shows, we're all yeah. open because I feel like everyone is thirsty right. for something new. Rocco, did you? You're right. I am kind of looking for something new. I'm trying to finish the Americans. I'm about a season away. That's oh, so, that's so good. I'm thinking about getting into that Gamora about the. Um, you would like it. But I've been like I've been saying I'm super dorking out over Turner <laughs> Turner Classic movies. What you, did you watch last night? I watched. Um, they've been they had a couple spring break movies like from the '60s. Yeah. So oh. this was called Palm Springs Weekend with. Oh. Connie Stevens, oh, Troy Donahue, oh, Robert Rocco. Conrad, and Stephanie Powers. Well, how good was that? Why did it wasn't I take that? Good, that? It, it wasn't, wasn't that good. It's all right. It looks nice. It you know they they should have it on demand. So yeah. check it out. But yeah. the swimsuits and the yes. dance moves and the music are worth it alone. Yeah, and yeah, well, Robert Conrad, Conrad is kind of hot. I didn't. I Robert never, Conrad was, was totally so hot. hot. He did the batteries. Didn't he do Mannix or what was well, he? Yeah. he was, yeah, but I I think. I think that if you ever saw him in anything when he was like, he was really a hot 25 year old. Oh, beautiful. I, so my cousins. <laughs> Is anyone not hot at 25? No, my yeah, cousins really. lived in LA and so we would go out there a lot in the summer. And so one summer I Did went you out see there. Him? No, but oh. we would all, they would always go to Palm Springs. That yeah. would be their getaway. So yeah. I went with them once and it was just the most wild time. And I'm only 15 at the time. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that was when we saw the Rod Stewart concert at Anaheim. Oh my gosh. But I mean, that's where everyone goes from L.A. They go to Palm Springs. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, when we come back, the SAG Awards came out yes. today. They always follow the Golden Globes, and they have made up for what the Golden Globes missed. Rocco goes with a deep instrumental Alice Cooper I know, cut I should have to, to, to wish him happy I should have forwarded to the hook, but yes, happy birthday, Alice Cooper. Okay, so this made me laugh so hard, so I see on our grid for today, because Laurie usually fills it out, and it's happy birthday, Alice Cooper. Cooper. And I'm like, wow, we are going deep no, today. Julia, that is my first concert. I know, and mine was right, Kiss. Was it was Alice Cooper, so you always have a fun for your first concert First concert, experience. yeah. Yeah. Alice Cooper, where was that? Duluth somewhere? Duluth Japan? at the Duluth Arena. And my at the mom... the hockey arena? At what they the call deck. the deck, yeah. Yeah, and my mom was not happy about it. She thought he was some, some kind of a devil worshiper. Well, she said, the, I raised you girls on Elvis. Uh, even the makeup. Who is this guy? And it was like 1974... Or no, it would have been 75 because we lived in Duluth. And it begged my mom, you know, because, of course, we were like in eighth and ninth grade. So nobody could drive. And we needed my mom to drive us and pick us up. I love that. So was there like a big elaborate stage show? It was the Welcome to My Nightmares tour. It was his, like, that's the one that set him in fame. He was probably the peak of his thing. And 
had like I remember. Uh, I mean, I just I thought all concerts was were right. like that, and lighters and older people and all kinds and of haze, cool people. The and, haze of marijuana. And my sister and I were kind of scared, but kind of not. You know, yep. I mean, it really set me on a wild concert path, and so I always feel very, very fondly about Alice Cooper as well as Betty and Jughead. <laughs> Did you ever see Kiss? I that Julia, was my that was first, concert. first concert at the St. Paul Civic Center. That would have been sweet. I think. Oh, so it was. We had memorable ones. Yeah. What was yours, Rocco? Uh, I saw this was a pretty good one. I saw the Police on the Ghost in the Machine tour, Ooh. and the opening act was Joan Jett. Oh. And I Love Rock and Roll was oh. number one on Billboard. Now. Yeah. So it's 1982. Yeah, yeah you nailed or, it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So don't you always feel a something kinship? when you like see Sting's birthday or he's in the news or Joan Jett or he was remember when fondness. I got I yeah, met right. Sting and interviewed Sting last that's year. Right. Remember he was coming to the Ordway the, the for the ship? last ship. Oh the last, the last ship. ship. Oh that's right. And did you ask him a question? I did. She came in singing a sea shanty. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, my friend Lisa, I brought my friend Lisa, and she's like, she got the good picture with him, and I didn't. But he was so lovely and right. delightful and down to earth and excited about this show. And just so, um, it, it felt very, he not a snobby bone in his body. He just yeah. felt really, really right. cool. You felt instant chemistry. I, well, <laughs> Yeah, okay. And okay. that show never happened, And, and right? then the tantric right. sex, that, sex right. that followed it. No, the know, show was, never happened. The, the show COVID never happened. happened. COVID happened. But uh. he he couldn't have been a nicer man. Right. It was really kind of cool. And he he played a little bit of the music from it and stuff. And yeah, I was, that was a highlight. All right. Can I give you the highlights of the SAG Awards? Please. Because we can do please. it pretty quickly. Okay. So the I always forget that the Screen Actor Guild nominations always come like right a, after, a day or two after the Golden Globes. Right. But... The Golden Globe nominations were yesterday. There were snubs galore in that and um, and shows that uh, got nominated that deserved nothing right. in the Golden Globes. So uh, one of the things that we were most shocked about the Golden Globes was HBO's um, I May Destroy You. And the woman who created the show and stars in it, Michaela Cole. I mean, just a groundbreakingly different Incredible show, powerful, powerful beyond belief. It's anyway that show sticks with you. That the was Golden so good. Globes didn't get it, but the SAG Awards did. They also recognized Bridgerton. It got an ensemble cast yes. nomination. They also nominated The Five Bloods. They Chadwick Boseman had four nominations, so he's made history as the first. Um, Screen Actor Guild Award actor to receive four SAG nominations in a single year. And we also got a nod for, this is like the only network nod, and it was for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Drama Series for Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. Yes. He's, Good. He's, he's amazing. He is and amazing. And he had the one episode this season yeah. that was all about him going down he drove down to that state, the car, right? It was just yeah. he and Beth. But the only thing that the Screen Actor Guild Awards got wrong was... According to you? Like Golden Globes, a lot of people. Jared Leto in The Little Things is just getting nominated for wearing prosthetic nose, brown eyes, and carrying a small pillow around his 
middle and then walk him with the hitch in his gate. Okay, because you saw this. This movie just yes. came out last week. It's the hottest show. Everybody's HBO. watching it. No, no, this is not, it's on HBO Max. It's in theaters. It's a Denzel movie. Denzel Washington. Um, I've heard Rami. two people say they wished it, there was another twist. That's, I told you that. That was but Casey. I but I like, I mean, I liked it, but I'm telling you right now, Jared Leto is getting recognition because I don't think some of these nom- people who could get a vote, they're just voting for names they recognize. Sure. It's like uh, Lamar Odom Jr. got nominated for One Night in Miami, not any of the other actors, because I think he's got the most recognizable name. Sure. And he does sing as Sam Cooke and sounds like Sam Cooke. All right, got in it. In that movie. But um, Jared Leto... It's a, it's like that. What other prosthetic performances people sometimes win for good prosthetics? Nicole Kidman, Kidman for Virginia Woolf. That's right. Whatever the right, hours, the year, the, the hours. year of after her divorce. Yeah, from Tom Cruise. Yeah. So anyway, but they Ma Rainey, um, Minari is a movie we need to see, and um, but Jared Leto, and then I think Amy Adams and. Uh, Glenn Close. Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Elegy, which uh, I don't know. One person was like that show. But we haven't watched it yet. I know. That's why. Dead to Me got nominated. There's some strange things. I thought so. Also, Reggae Jean Page was singled out for Bridgerton. The Duke. Right there. The SAG Awards have bested the GGs. (laughs) 